Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. I really can't believe that it's been five years since Kendrick Lamar released his critically acclaimed album, Damn. I know. It feels like just yesterday I was breaking it down with Amber Mark. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's been a minute. But he's back. He has a new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And it's a big project. Tell him. Tell him you're... I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going through something. Be afraid. There are a lot of expectations here. You've got one of the most acclaimed living rappers who has narrated the plight of Black America. He's given people protest anthems. He's even won a Pulitzer Prize for music. Mm. And for someone who has commented so broadly on what America is about, this album turns to an inner narrative. The music is often intimate. The lyrics are often literally about therapy. They're therapeutic. Hmm. The issues are broad, ranging from infidelity Hmm. to celebrity worship to the healing power of nature. And it has some bumps as well. It platforms artists with problematic pasts. It's got a bumpy critique of so-called cancel culture and an inelegant attempt at trans and queer allyship. But nothing on this record is quite straightforward. You know, Kendrick doesn't often say exactly what he means. He's someone who uses different voices and puts on different characters. Instead of giving us direct meaning, he's often leaving us breadcrumbs that we have to follow. We've got to seek out clues to dissect what's going on in this record. And this is a unique record because people were like, hey, you can't review this thing just a day after it's dropped. Hmm. It's going to take time to unfold. People are still uncovering the layered meanings within Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I thought that where we could add to the conversation is looking at the sounds and specifically the samples of this record, because just in the same way that his lyrics require a close read, the music soundtracking it often influences the meaning of the song, reveals things that we might not otherwise find. So today I've selected some of my favorite samples off of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Cool. I want to listen back to them with you. Listen to the original listen to the sample, and see if we can find some hidden meaning within each song. I feel like there are multiple points of entry into this 70-plus minute opus, and I'm excited to tackle some of the sonic dimensions of it. Where are we going to start? Begin with a song, Worldwide Steppers. I am not for the faint of heart. My genetic bill can build multi-universes. The men of God playing baby shark with my daughter, watching for sharks outside at the same time. Life is a protective father I kill for. This is a song where he actually talks about going to therapy, and it feels like it could just be a therapy session. We have discussions of having children, examining past infidelities, building his relationship to higher powers, making amends. And backing it all up is this sample from a Nigerian Afro rock group from the 60s called The Funkies and their song Breakthrough. 
Hmm. Whoa. So that's the main sample, but I think we should hear some of the lyrics in Breakthrough, because I think they speak to what's going on with Kendrick. So the Funkies are singing about being in an invisible prison. How can they be set free? That's super interesting. So when you listen to the lyrics from this sample, there's a kind of thematic connection. Both uh, of these songs are seeking some kind of liberation. Maybe one is more literal and the other is more figurative, but like that's a that's a strong connection. You know, even though this record takes a more internal lens, there's also a lot of commentary about larger societal issues as well. And so I think the mirror of personal liberation, societal liberation, those themes that Kendrick has tackled since the beginning of his career, those are those are very much in this album. You know, there's another interesting connection, too, with this sample. Kendrick's not the first to use it. It may be a nod to the producer Mad Lib. There's a track called Brothers and Sisters that uses the same sample. It's a more mashup record that Mad Lib did taking 60s and 70s African records, putting them together. Kendrick actually flew off to West Africa immediately upon releasing this album, supposedly to film a documentary, but potentially also to escape the press and the paparazzi and all the dialogue around the record. Drop the album, fly off halfway around the world, close to the source of the sample that he's working with. I love hearing how Mad Lib uses that sample differently, very different context. And yet one thing that's similar between Kendrick's treatment and Madlib's treatment, both of them constantly switch between different samples mm. in this way where you're listening to one thing and then all of a sudden, like something new comes in. <laughs> Beat flip. Yeah. Which is a really, really interesting aesthetic and maybe a way that, that those two exist in the same universe as well. Yeah, we get one of those on Worldwide Steppers about two minutes in. There's also a perspective change. What the? Eight billion people on earth, silent murderers, nonprofits, preachers in church, crooks and burglars, Hollywood, corporate and school, teacher philosophies. So we go now to eight billion people, everybody in the world, all these institutions that he names, and we get a new sample it's from a group called Soft Touch, their 1976 song, Look Up, Look Down. like with the funkies i think we should hear a little bit of lyric cool so in a song about revealing his infidelities he's using a sample that's saying hey mm. i'm around i'm watching you so love you. I love hearing those vocals. It's like, honestly, not the most pitch perfect soul performance <laughs> I've ever heard. Not quite. 
but in a way that makes it even more endearing. It's like yeah, it's vulnerable. Here, here are these musicians like trying, trying to hit something, and they don't quite reach it. And there's something kind of beautiful about that. I feel like Kendrick's also reaching for something on this album, and maybe not always, you know, achieving it. I'm gonna reach for a mixed metaphor and say that we have to peel back another layer of an onion. But what are you bringing onions here for? Cut another layer of the yam. <laughs> How about? We'll stick to the breadcrumbs. This is actually, again, not the first use of this sample. We can hear Look Up, Look Down also on a piece called Unstoppable Threats from 2005 from DJ Muggs and Jizza. Listening to slanged out goodies and Timberlands and hoodies with the rhythm that came from the streets. I was a young one at the time. I started mic tripping, had rhythm mm. like Ali. The hook of the song says, this is not pop. This is hip hop. This is rhythm that came from the streets. So nodding to unstoppable threats might also reveal something about this album, which has been maybe rightly noted for a lack of hooks. Mm. An album that might not play well on pop radio. You know, it doesn't have song like Loyalty featuring Rihanna off of Damn, which funny enough used a Bruno Mars sample, 24 Karat Golden. It's a secret society. Forgot about that. Much poppier yeah. sort of record, and so there are. Yeah, here, here we have again layers of meaning. We have the sample, which is about singing to a girl, but it's also about the origins of the music that he makes and why he might not be making a pop statement this time around. It's so fascinating to hear more of these samples because it supports what you're saying in a way. You know, there are parts of these samples that could have been, quote unquote, hookier in the song. Yeah. You know, some of these vocal samples. I've got to bring Some of these, right. like, big orchestral moments. Kendrick and his producers take these like micro fragments of the song and sample them in a way that makes it a little more astringent almost. Yeah, definitely. Nonprofits, preachers in church, crooks and burglars, Hollywood, corporate and school, teacher philosophies. But that that supports some of the messages of these songs. Brings me to the next sample that I want to discuss. It's off of the song Crown. Begins with a plotting piano line. You walk around like everything is in control. Kendrick's pondering his role as a mythic figure, the impossible expectations of being a rap god. That's what I call love. The song has a repeating recitation. I can't please everybody. Wait, you can't please everybody. No, I can't please everybody. Even quotes Shakespeare. Heavy is the head that chose to wear the crown. We've got Henry IV references, biblical references, this contrast of a intimate solo piano performance without a beat, Kendrick on top, figuring out what to do with the expectations of when people see you as wearing a crown. And he's wearing a crown of thorns on the cover of this album, actually. He doesn't wear his metaphors lately. What is this piano sample? It's really haunting and frankly, not something I expected to hear on this album. This is a piece called Through the Night from the minimalist jazz pianist Duval Timothy. Hmm. 
So Timothy is a producer on Mr. Morrill and the Big Steppers. He's on four songs. This is a funny one, though, Nate. This isn't so much maybe a sample as much as it is a reinterpretation. Huh. Because even though this piece was released in 2016, the Kendrick version of it is basically the whole piece now with lyrics on top of it. Hmm. And that he's working with Timothy as a producer, it kind of feels like taking a demo and finishing it. But even though it's not a typical kind of sample, I think it's important to understanding this record. One of the early reviews on the album was from the New Statesman who called the album kind of like a one-man stage play. Hmm. You can feel that quality. You're stepping into a black box theater. Yeah. Solo piano. Intimate voice. You walk around like everything is in control. And this pared down style of hip hop arrangement is throughout the record. There are a number of tracks that Timothy produced that use this same kind of sound. United in Grief. I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going through something. The interlude, Rich. Hmm. Even songs that Timothy didn't produce use this intimate piano sound. One of the most powerful songs about revealing some of his deep personal early childhood trauma, like the song Mother I Sober. I'm sensitive, I feel everything, I feel everybody, one man standing on two words, heal everybody, transformation. This album does have trap songs, throwback hip-hop kind of songs, even some R&B-ish kind of things, but I love these paired-back piano arrangements. I think these piano sounds are very powerful and fitting for the record. One of my favorites that kind of takes the piano ballad and gives it a little more energy on the record is a song called Father Time that Duvall Timothy also produced. We're going to check it out right after the break. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. All right, I've got another sample for you comes from the song Father Time, featuring one of my favorite vocalists, Sampha. I come from a generation of home invasions. Whoa, uh, before we go on, I need to talk about what we hear right before the sample comes in. Sounds like 
tap dancing, maybe, relating perhaps to the album's title, The Big Steppers, Mm. but also in a way connecting us back to that metaphor you gave us in the first half of like, we're watching a performance, you know, we're watching a show. Mm. We're we're in the theater where where you can you can hear the room you can hear the reverberations of each of these tap dance steps. That's a really cool moment. It's like a little auditory clue. Don't take exactly what I'm saying on face value because I'm telling you with this sound, this is a performance. Hmm. You're gonna have to analyze it. Okay, but now we got to get to the sample. I come from a generation of home invasions. And I got daddy issues, that's on me. Everything the four was that taught me may have is buried deep. That man knew a lot, but not enough to keep me past them streaks. My life is a plot, twisted from directions that I can't see. Daddy issues all across my head. Tony Fuckerfowl, I'm teary-eyed. Wow, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, the song is, it's heavy. Unwinding issues of intergenerational trauma and patriarchal culture, issues with fathers. In fact, the song opens up with a call to do therapy. You really need some therapy. Really, really need no therapy. No, no, you sound stupid as me. Everybody's stupid. <laughs> and of course, the underlying sample is going to comment on the meaning of the song. Let's go back to the sample material. Let's hear it one more time. I come from a generation of home invasions, and I got daddy issues. That's on me. Everything the four was that taught me. We're hearing some kind of reverse sound. It's off of the song You're Not There, a 1960 track by Hoskins and Crowd. This is a deep cut. Yeah. Summer breezes It's honestly shocking to hear some of these samples in their completeness because they're so chopped up and recontextualized that it's it's almost like you're listening to a different song entirely. Yeah. And yet, I think they are chosen in a way that is not just for their musical qualities, but, you know, for some from the lyrical emotional valence that you get when you choose to do what you've done and actually go through and listen to each of these. It, it becomes like almost a companion piece to the record. Yeah, I mean, you take a lyric like you're not there, which probably originally is a, you know, a plea to a lover, and it takes on this new meaning as a lyric about parental emotional abandonment. But you literally have to reverse the sample to get that. I think it's worth pointing out that finding samples that match your meaning is not necessarily easy. Sampling has become increasingly difficult in the history of hip-hop, right? In 1992, there was a famous court case, Grand Upright Music versus Warner Brothers, in which it was determined that you have to ask permission before you can use someone's sample. And then in 2005, Bridgeport Music, First Dimension Films, it was said that even if you use the smallest, smallest possible sound, you still need to ask permission. You can't even use like a drum hit from another song, Mm. which means no more giant Beastie Boys mashup type records. Can't do that anymore. If you want to get a sample, you got to go pay someone and you have to get the permission. So to find the sample that's fitting and then get the artist permission, it's a whole process. It actually adds a lot of complexity to building a song. Mm. But Father Time actually shows us that maybe that dynamic is changing a bit because this is not an ordinary sample. 
This is a sample that Kendrick Lamar and his producers got from a sample clearing service called Tracklib, hmm. where anybody can go to tracklib.com and they can purchase a sample for like 50 bucks. You have to give a portion of your royalties, depending on how much of the sample you use, back to the original artist. But you never have to ask permission. You can actually just download it, incorporate it into your own song. So if you wanted to, Nate, you could go and grab this exact song, beat flip it, make it your own. It's a tempting proposition. And shows that Kendrick Lamar is actually working with the same tools that are available to everybody else, but he's doing something special with it. It strikes me that we've heard so many different kinds of sampling on this record so far. Mm. We've heard some classic kind of crate digging samples. Yeah. Some samples that have been used by other producers. We've heard samples that are a little unusual in that it takes an entire, you know, piano track by Duval Timothy. And now we've heard a sample from like a sample database. This is a collage of every possible approach to sampling so far. I hadn't thought of that. There are so many different kinds of sampling being revealed here. And the last two I want to share with you are doing something, again, a little bit different. They're actually sampling very contemporary songs. And oftentimes we think about sampling as borrowing from the past. But Kendrick is borrowing from the very recent past on a song like Die Hard. The sample gives us this almost kind of like ghostly R&B vocal. Mm. And the song itself is a departure from a lot of what we've heard. It's it's a little more tuneful. It's got yeah, you know, a melody. It's got like a groove. <laughs> it's got <laughs> it's it's a little catchy in a way. Where is this one coming from? The song's just a few years old from 2015. Remember the rain from Kaja Bonet. It's like, I'm surprised that's so recent because yeah. when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is from the same era as some of the earlier samples we listened to, you know, 60s, 70s, classic yeah. soul. But this is pretty recent. It's a contemporary But song. it's kind of reaching back to yeah. those yeah. antecedents. Which makes it a good source to be sampled. And yeah. she's singing the lyric, I picked you up when you fell and cut your knee, told you not to cry and held you close to me. It's a very sweet lyric. Seriously. Let's hear how Kendrick interprets that material. Too complicated to hide now. Can I open up? Is it safe or not? I'm afraid a little you relate or not have fate a little. I might take my time. Ain't no saving face this time. I hope I'm not too. Mm. Kendrick's almost singing here. He's saying, is it safe to open up? Can I be vulnerable? Hmm. He's speaking both to maybe a partner and his family, but also all of his fans at the same time. Mm. And the underlying sample about holding someone with a skin knee really resonates with me. This is an album that so prioritizes family. His family is literally on the cover of the record. Yeah. As a father, the idea of holding someone close when they've got a skin knee, it is very vulnerable. It's a beautiful little moment. We've heard every type of sample. We've heard kind of every type of song, every type of lyrical message. What what's next? What are we going to end? What are we going to end with? Probably the sample that surprised me the most. Hmm. 
comes from the song We Cry Together. is that that is the voice of florence welch from florence and the machine no way yeah wow so we'll get back to the kendrick in a second Uh uh-huh but what is he doing taking such a long sample and putting it beginning of this song then beat flipping into something else let's hear the florence it's from her song june So somber moment here because this is a very powerful song. It's the opening of her 2018 album High as Hope and it's processing the terrorist shooting at the Pulse nightclub, a uh, gay oh, nightclub wow. in Orlando and wow. And she's offering a message of condolences really. What can we do making sense of this world but we hold on to each other. She keeps screaming this louder and louder into this just noise of sound. Whoa. I mean, hearing just the sound of those vocals, the way she stretches out certain words, the way she emotes so strongly, I was already kind of moved. And now hearing what the song is actually communicating, I'm even more moved. Yeah. But again, yeah, like also surprised to hear it in in this context. Yeah. The Florence Welch piece takes a terrible event of terror and tries to figure out, ask us all, how can we process it societally? Mm. Kendrick Lamar's use of the sample zooms in from the societal to the personal. This is what the world sounds like. The first voice we hear is the actress Taylor Page saying, this is what the world sounds like. And we get one of the most polarizing songs on the album, a sort of relationship rap battle in which both people are treating each other absolutely terribly. We see reprehensible displays of masculinity and a relationship in total disrepair. I played the non-explicit version. You can hardly hear any of the <laughs> lyrics. I could not make this choice. But what I'm hearing in the connection between the Florence Welsh sample of June and the Kendrick Lamar song, We Cry Together, is looking at how the trauma that we create at the individual level plays out on the societal level. We even heard hmm. that in the first song that we listened to, Worldwide Steppers, mm. where Kendrick says that we are all killers, no matter the acts. He even says that when he is hosting a barbecue, he is slowly killing 
people with high blood pressure and cholesterol. Yeah. I caught a couple bodies myself, slid my community. My last Christmas toy driving Compton handed out eulogies. Not because the rags in the park had red gradient, but because the high blood pressure flooded the catering. So what's the difference between your life when I had motors? What fatality? Kendrick's constantly jumping between the personal and the societal, dealing with traumas at every level. And I think often exploding questions out more than giving us any sort of answers on this album. It's wild that we've listened to so many samples. In some ways it feels exhaustive, and, and yet at the same time it's like only scratching the surface of this record. There's so many levels here. There's the lyrics that Kendrick is giving us and all of those multivalent references contained within. And then there's the sound effects, there's the samples, there's the original music, there's the beats. I mean, you can just keep digging down and down. So I, I, would, I guess I want to wrap by like encouraging people to go out and continue listening to this record, continue reading about it, continue to try and unpack together everything that is in this sprawling magnum opus. Awesome. I accept the challenge. Switched on Pop is engineered by Brandon McFarland, edited by Jolie Myers, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr, our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Ashok Kerwa, a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. Find more episodes of Switched on Pop anywhere you get podcasts or our website, Switched on Pop, and tell us what you're hearing on Kendrick's latest album, at Switched on Pop, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm excited for next week because we're going to talk about another sample, aren't we? Yes, we're going to go down the big energy Lato rabbit hole, which will take us from Rye Carey to the Talking Heads and maybe even further. So cool. All right. Until then, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you run? Why does anyone I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.